0: Hello and welcome to Terrace Talk. It's the most argumentative podcast you will listen to. We have 24 of the finest journalists and podcasters representing all of the championship clubs coming head-to-head weekly to discuss the championship. The most exciting league in the world. And based on last week's results, who could argue with that? Delighted we're going to kick off this evening uh, with a feature of Hull against Plymouth. We'll get to the teams in a second. This is the reverse fixture, of course, for all the teams this week of the final weekend of the season, the fourth of May, when we will find out who's going up, who's going down, and who's in those playoff positions. And both of these teams, we hope, I'm sure, will be in with a shout, certainly with the top of the table given how things have started. Let's chat to our resident hall and tiger expert Will and Jaden. We'll come to you in a second, Jaden, who I'm sure is still buzzing over last uh, last Saturday's result. I'll see you smiling. There let's talk to Will first. Good evening, Will. Yeah, not too bad, guys yourself. Uh, very well, thank you. um Whisper it quietly, but Hull are a good side, aren't they? Oh, uh, we can pull something, something magic out of our sleeve sometimes. <laughs> so there is a five-point gap to the top from, from, from for you, where you are in in fourth at the moment. But you've had a couple of results which could have gone either way. You could be right in the mix had had fortunes gone the other way. This is a this is a good Hull side.
1: Yeah, we've we've been quietly building something nice. I think the. We should have taken a point off Norwich, and we definitely should have scored against that goal against Leeds. So there's there's really four points to put as a point behind everyone. So
0: yeah, and and, and talk to us about the Stoke result. So you know, Sunday last Sunday, you, you head to the Britannia, which is no easy place to go, and you know you you bullied Stoke. What, what was what was what's the difference between this whole side and, and and last year? I think we we know how to. I think we've got a lot of strength on the bench now, which is good
1: to pull people off if we can. If somebody's a bit got a niggle and just put them on for 60 minutes and bring them off. But we do have a good side that can kind of take a good punishing and then deal it out at
0: the other end. Yeah. And you're unbeaten in seven. Um, Connolly's scoring for fun. Um, where are the weaknesses then?
1: Uh, honestly, I still think we have a little bit of a weakness in, I'd say, the, in defence because we do still leak goals. Not often, but we do leak the odd goal now and again. And then we do get a bit scared. Don't get wrong. Ryan also the new keeper, absolutely fantastic. So hopefully that'll help us keeping a few more clean sheets, and that's what really cost us last year a lot of draws, like either either be nil nil or like a one one that mm-hmm. cost us last year.
0: So 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 let's fast forward then to the end of the season, and you when you head down to Plymouth on the the last day um, to play your last fixture, where do you see both of these sides finishing in in May in league positions? Give us give us give us Hull first, and then give us your. Give us your guess based on what you know about Plymouth and what you've seen so far, and then we'll we'll see if Jane agrees with you.
1: Well, I think to be fair, well, obviously with us, I think we should be at least there, thereabouts, knocking definitely within the playoffs. And if we keep going as we are, we should be hitting second, if not going, going for the top spot as well, if we are going to go for it. But definitely in the playoffs by the end of the season, easily. Yeah. As for Plymouth, not a massive ups on them, but the way that they're playing, they could be one of the um, one of the scarier ones, like Luton were last year.
0: Yeah, Jaden. Uh, thanks, Will. Let's go to you. We'll, we'll talk about Norwich in, in a second. Um, where do you see uh, these teams um, going into that game on the, on the fourth of May?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Will. I think that Plymouth will be somewhere between eighth and tenth, maybe something like that. And then Hull, I'd say, yeah, they'll be in the they'll be in the playoffs. They they obviously beat Leicester recently. So I think maybe fifth, somewhere, somewhere like that.
0: Right. Okay. It's it's dreamland for you, isn't it, at the moment? I mean, at home, it is a fortress. <laughs> but yeah. We'll just jump back to the game at the weekend then, because I'm I'm sure the Norwich fans are, are sick of hearing six two jokes. So we won't make any on this broadcast because you know we are an original broadcaster. But to, walk, walk us through it then. So obviously you were there. Um, in your wildest dreams, you wouldn't have imagined. I'm guessing at halftime being being four 0 up.
2: No, it was it was incredible, and then going five 0 up as well is just unbelievable. Whitaker and Azaz absolutely excellent.
0: It, what what's what's Schumacher done that's making this such a delight to watch? Because it's, it's not gone right away from home. We'll talk about that in a minute. But at home, um, you are playing some good stuff.
2: Yeah, I think the only the only game where he's really shown any signs of maybe lack of lack of experience is that Bristol game the other night, and he he redeemed it on the same week. So it's quite incredible, really.
0: Yeah, and and, and Plymouth are the third highest scorers in in, in the league um, since it started started in August. Um, when you promoted, would you? <laughs> would you ever have dreamt that we'd be saying a sentence like that and 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 can it continue
2: it it was definitely possible with our, with our home form but yeah to to actually do it in the championship is one of the hard hardest leagues so yeah it's very, it's very impressive from Schumacher and the team
0: okay let's talk about the, the on the road then because apart from the opening day when you when you drew against Watford um it's not been It's not been great. We've we've had losses against Birmingham, Preston, and Bristol City, who are three strong teams, aren't they? They're they're all going reasonably well this this year. Holler, another side. So maybe it's just a case that the fixture calendar has not been great for you. You're just playing teams away from home just at the wrong time. Um, What what needs to change in in tactics or formations away, away from Home Park?
2: Yeah, they're definitely big clubs that we played, but I think we need to. We need to play like we're at home when we're away, and start getting more more possession and creating more chances. Because at the minute away, we're just not taking our chances as many as we'd like to.
0: How's How's he setting the team up then? I know Bristol Rivers was an experiment, but generally, what what is what is the formation and what is the system away from home?
2: Um, well, we it, it can vary because we we played that four back against Bristol. And then I think after after that on Saturday, we we changed to a five back, which which helped us a lot. But we had we had Mumba as an attacking full-back and then we had Kesler Hayden, which who dropped to the bench, who's played, I think, most minutes this season. So yeah, it, it can vary, but hopefully it's very similar to what we played on Saturday, uh this Saturday.
0: Right. Um back to you well then. So um Plymouth are an interesting proposition, but this should be an easy home win, surely.
1: Um, easy on paper, yes, but after the game they just played against Norwich, you kind of we we know we need to be more defensively sound, and we know that's where we leak, leak our, well, where our weakness is. If we can just sort of sort of go home in the first half at least, get a couple more in the second, we should be okay.
0: Predictions then?
2: Will first?
1: I've got we three one to us.
2: Jaden, i definitely don't think it'll be an easy home win i'll I'll go for 1-1 hardy and wine to score (laughs) right
0: right well we'll we'll check you both out next week we've got lots of derbies next weekend so um it'll be a fascinating round and also you've got a midweek game as well haven't you both so we'll catch up with you then we'll we'll know a lot more about where uh whether hull are going to be in the chasing pack or whether they're going to be part of the pack and uh I think we'll know a lot more in in seven days' time, won't we? Will and as for Plymouth, well, let's hope they can sort out these, these away day blues. All right, enjoy the game, folks. We'll see you next week. Yes, thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers.
2: thank you. Great,
0: okay. On to a game which I think is incredibly um hard to predict this weekend. Uh, Millwall against Swansea. Uh, good evening to our experts. Good evening, Will, for Millwall, and good evening good to our That's resident crazy. Swans journalist Richard. How are you all doing? Very good, thank you, Mark. Uh, how yourself? I'm good, thank you. Let's start with the the Lions, then. Um, well, we, we're into a bit of a, a, a pattern at the moment of, of Millwall results. We, we're, we're one drawn, loss, one drawn. So, we, we, if the pattern continues, we, we we shouldn't be winning this one. Um, how how patient or impatient are the are the fans at the moment with with Rowett? Talk talk us through the inconsistent consistency of, of results, and, and you know where are we?
3: I think the problem is with our fans, um, and I, I, I think I mentioned this last week, is for the money that we spend and where we are, we are constantly punching above our weight. So when we've got someone like Rao in that constantly always delivers top half um, finishes in the championship table, we have to be patient because at the end of the day, if Rowan goes, who are Millwall really going to entice to come in and take over that job? It, that's what we've got to look at. I understand some fans get frustrated, inconsistency of results, but if we're consistently getting top half of the Championship, and sometimes these things take a lot of time and a lot of progression, and maybe it might need a bit of investment, but I think, truly, we need to stick by a because we ain't really going to get anyone better if I'm being brutally honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, you are only two points outside the playoffs, so you're really long, a yeah. long, long way down the table, but I mean, you have had some great results, but then some, some some games where you think your momentum is about to build and then it's stored. And I suppose that the best example of that was was last weekend against against West Brom. Talk us through that game, because it, it, on, on, from an outsider looking in, it, it looked like that could have gone either way and you weathered a lot of storm, but came away with a point, which on another day would have been you know a fantastic yeah. result, but probably that was the best time to play West Brom whilst they're, the, they're themselves, their season stuttering.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think the problem is, like I said, we we start off bright, we have a lot of good spells we're not really a team that play with possession um, a lot of the time, as you can see with the stats. So we're constantly on the press. Maybe, maybe they think the system doesn't work and maybe the players that we have do want to play with the ball. Maybe that's another reason that might be might be going wrong. But like I said, we weathered quite a, quite a storm, um, um, but you don't really want to be seeing that. I think from a point of view, the fact that we've got our main keeper out at the moment and Bart's come back in, now Bart was brilliant, but it's another very prime example of I think a bit bit better than David Ford, but a, part of a prime example of that, that on his day he can be the best keeper in the world, but there's mistake prone, there's something prone, or just when he should be catching the ball, we're punching the ball away and things like that. He had he had a good game and he'd done some great saves, but I think sometimes we're just leaving too many dangerous areas open um and and not closing down as much. And this I think the back system that we play, we're missing Hutchinson deeply. Um and I think obviously it'd be better once he returns. Cooper, I know he gets a lot of like great player, great this, that and the other, but sometimes on the ball it just looks like a lanky mess. Um if I'm being brutally honest with you. Like it's just and, and Murray Wallace on the left side as well. There's just mistake-prones. I think Murray Wallace is a, is a top-end League One player. I wouldn't really describe him as a championship player. Um, and I think that's why Jake Cooper is probably committed to Millwall as well, because he. I think he knows deep down. If he goes anywhere else, it's not going to be this glitz. Well, I wouldn't say glitz and glam at Millwall, but the same sort of level of expectations that you're going to get from, say, if he went to Rangers, I don't think he'd be able to perform at that level.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's think about Swansea visiting then this weekend. Um, where do you see both of these clubs finishing will at the end of the season? As we mentioned, this is the reverse of your last away game and your last game of the season when you visit when you visit Swansea. Where do you see the league positions for both of these clubs?
3: Um, I see them as both mid-table sides. Um Swansea, right, a bit of a rut. Um, but they're normally a, a very capable championship side. So I would see them getting mid-table. Um, and also I see ourselves getting mid table. I'm gonna be honest, I can't see a playoff push this season. Um it'd be hopeful to think that we're gonna get that sixth spot, but we always fall just that little bit short. Sure. Yeah. I could see us maybe finishing
0: around ninth or tenth. Yeah. Yeah. Ninth versus is tenth, Richard. Are you having that?
4: Well, I, I can see something similar. Yeah. I you know, I take ninth and tenth at the moment <laughs> now. I'm sure, sure you will William as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, let's 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 just cross to Swansea then. R- William, we'll come back to you a minute and talk about injuries and, and, and teams uh for, for Saturday. Um so last week, Richard, we spoke about this being a must-win. Um yeah. For Wednesday, and boy was it. Um talk talk us through it. How how good was Swansea, how bad were, were Wednesday? And can we can we now move
4: on from Swansea's bad start? Okay, well, the first half wasn't pretty. We, let's be honest; um, it was two teams desperate for points, and you know we came into the match. We know we're we're a half decent side. We've got we've got a little bit of quality in our ranks, and we've been underperforming. Um, that's coming from a Swansea fans' perspective. There's a lot of new players, and it's going to take a bit of time to get gelled into the new system that Michael Duff wants to kind of put out. Really, this season. So the first half as such, then the first goal was always going to matter. And, you know, we had that little bit of luck really from a penalty spot, you know, it was a foul, we'll say. And uh, yeah, nicely converted by uh, by Lowe to get his first goal in his second spell. So that's a good uh, a good start. And I think Sheffield Wednesday really didn't really come back from that at all in the, in the match. So we went into the break one, one up, but we also had a few casualties in that first half as well. And I'm only finding out today really the damage that that has been done from that. So we we lost Nathan Wood early early on in the game after about what, ten minutes on the clock, and uh, we found out he's um, he's out now for about three months, which is really damaging. As such, such a good prospect in a team, so that's gonna that's gonna hurt us. And then uh, Josh Gianelli, who was really. Started coming to his own a little bit of pace on the flank. He was heavily involved in that first goal being chopped down. He's out for the season. So this is a really massive blow. That's a ruptured
0: Achilles. I've just read that. that, Is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah, ruptured Achilles. So he's he's out for the season. Uh, And then we've also lost Joe Allen as well for a few months as well. So it's you know injuries are piling up, uh, but. Ginelli, I think we will find that, that quite hard. But anyway, we went into the break 1-0 up, and then the second half then, um, we seemed to gain a little bit of confidence, you know, from a side... You know, the passes are starting to come together, and then we got that second goal, it was a really needed goal for Jerry Yates, who has been... He's been out of the side recently. The manager's taken him out to try and get him to get a bit of confidence back, really, as such, because he's doing an awful lot of running, but not really getting the chances or the play and getting involved. It's it's all about settling period at the moment in at the club. But he had a really nice goal. Well, well finished uh off uh Pederson Cross, another new player again, uh from Birmingham. He's come in and he looked quite good on uh on Saturday. So it's it's all about new players, new beginnings at the moment and putting it all together. And then Charlie Patino, the third goal, uh tell you what, what a player he's gonna be. You know, he he's coming. He's, he's just got that little bit of Premier League quality about him. You know, you look at the other players that play on the pitch and, and on that game. Uh, he's just got that little bit of something about him. And it's the three-goal win. Yeah, you'll take that any day of the week. It wasn't a three-goal win uh, game, but three points in the board now it's only only going up from here I think
0: yeah yeah out of the bottom three as well which is you know psychologically a, a, a big difference isn't it uh, what, what's the partnership going to be then up front on, on Saturday because you've, you mentioned all the injuries what what duo gets the start on your eyes
4: well it's going to be a bit of a, uh, a change um, with, with Ginelli being out that obviously uh, it, it causes problems In Duff has moved to a four at the back instead of a five he's been playing at the beginning of the season so uh, he kind of looked at saying perhaps Lowell go up wide so I can see Yates coming back in. he came on last weekend uh, and then made a big difference in there so I I can see um, it'll be it'll be a good good opportunity now for Jerry Yates to carry on his good form all his goals have been at home so three goals he scored this season so good opportunity now to try and get something away from home I'm not sure if he might change his setup. you know um, I'm hearing William saying about um Mill will having a high press but we've also been looking at that pressing game as well so it's going to be quite an a, a energetic game if both sides are trying to look to dominate the play so it might be a change of tactics one way or the other I feel in, in this one but it's it's going to be a hard to call a game you know it's, it's a tough place to go the Dennis so uh, you know we've had a good record in the past few years down there we've, uh, but last season we lost there and um, but I'd happily take a point, I think, this weekend.
0: Yeah. Millwall, um, take a point, Will? Take a point all day long, yeah. I
3: would take a point. Like I said, it's going to be a tough game. Like, over the years as well, I can always... The one that sticks in my mind was the year that Swansea went up and they battered us. Absolutely outplayed us um, out the den, but obviously I don't think it's going to be the same thing, but I agree with what he said there in terms of if both sides go for it, we could have some game on our hands um with similar sort of styles of play, but or it could turn out to be a right dull one and be a a, a nil-nil. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd happily take a point in that game.
0: And just talking to injuries, so the uh, depends what you listen to about Nisbet and, and the extent of this injury. It rumors are he's out for the whole month. Is that is that your understanding? Yeah, so what I've been reading is he's out for the whole
3: month. Um Realistically, I think he was just starting to come into his own, starting to adjust to the play. He was getting a little bit more play for him. But I think realistically, if we're going on from last season, we need to be giving the service to Bradshaw. um, Because Bradshaw is the player. Like He showed last season when he's given that ball, when he's given that service, he's the one that the goals are going to be coming from. Um, And I think Hutchinson's still out for this game. I'm not too sure. Um, but I think that's one player we're going to severely miss at the back. Um, because he is like the solid rock, the captain, been there a few years, um, knows how to play, say, the Millwall way, um, knows how the fans are. So I think that one's severely going to be missed.
0: And 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 Billy Mitchell back in central midfield or not?
3: Um, I'm gonna go against the grain here, I'm not the biggest fan of him. and not really. He's, he, he is a good player again, a country But it's like we bring the wrong players through the academy. Well, not the wrong players. Actually, it's a very bold statement. But um we let players go like Eze and players like that that have gone on to do great things in the Premier League, and then we bring through someone like I think it's going to be another Ben Thompson all over again. Like it's it's great. He's a Mill fan. He plays the middle way. But then he's just going to end up at South Um it's, I think it's just going to be one of those ones. And no, that, that's just to be brutally honest with you, really. I think we need someone a bit more experienced within his position that we're playing. I'm a big fan of that Dinore. And I think once we get him, um, I, I can't remember, it always eludes me, his name Thompson from Luton together. And if they can sort of, sort of feed off each other a bit more, I think then we're going to have that bit more experience within more depth leagues, especially from Casper Dinore. And obviously the experience that he brings from the championship with Luton right.
0: thanks both. Uh, this is one I can't call, so let's go for predictions, shall we um let's go for optimistic predictions. uh Richard first, Swansea against Millwall at the den Saturday.
4: Well, I'd love a win, but I'm going to say one all.
3: okay. <laughs> and will uh, I'm going to go for a dull nil nil. Okay, I'd right. love all
0: your positivity, you two. It's fantastic. It's hard when you support these right, teams. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know your teams better, yeah. Right, Millwall against Swansea this Saturday, 3pm. Enjoy it, folks. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, you've also it's got a midweek like game that. as well, haven't you? Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers, Cheers. see you
3: next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, we're now going to preview Norwich against Birmingham. Now, Birmingham have a terrible, terrible record at Carrow Road. So, if Norwich could pick any team to turn up this week, they probably would have been uh, the Blues. Let's chat to our experts, uh, Luca and Adam. Adam, will come to you in a minute to talk all things Blues. But Luca, let's start with uh, let's start with the Canaries, shall we? Uh, how are you doing first of all? Have you recovered from last weekend? First, are you okay? Uh,
5: yes, uh, I'm. I'm a lot better now because. Uh, last week was a disaster because uh, I go to every single Norwich City home and away game and um, travelling eight hours to Plymouth and then eight hours back was one of my worst nightmares I ever had.
0: Yeah, it's nearly a goal for every hour you had to, <laughs> you had to sit, sit down, isn't it? But what, what happened? I mean, Plymouth did change the formation. They played, with, they played with the five at the back, which probably was a bit of a surprise, but you collapsed, didn't you?
5: Yeah, we did. Uh, because uh, we were one nil down after ten minutes, and then we went two nil down in like the twenty fifth minute, and then we conceded two goals in the forty fifth minute. Because I went, I went at time when it went three nil. I went down to get a drink, and then I missed the fourth goal, and I was like, "What? Seriously? Is it four nil already?" And I was like, "Oh dear."
0: Okay, so. Uh, that I mean, that's a freak result, wasn't it? it you know, it, it, no one would have ever bet on 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 that happening. I'm sure, but it is now three defeats in four games, and admittedly, they're against good sides in in Leicester and 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 in others. Um, but is it is it fair to say that the early season optimism for, for Norwich has been dampened somewhat by the last couple of weeks?
5: Um, yeah, I, I personally think yeah. When we played Leicester at home, I thought we weren't too bad because we had lots of possession on the ball. But we just couldn't bury our chances, which was which a bit, yeah, disappointing. But then, when we played Rotherham away, when we lost 2-1, I thought we were going to win that too, but um, Rotherham's a never easy place to go to with Norwich.
0: <laughs> so what, what, what needs to change then this weekend? Obviously, you know, I'm sure Wagner's been drilling them on, you know, defensive setups and uh, making sure you're not so easy to play against. But for you, fundamentally, who does he need to drop? What needs to change formation-wise or or, or team-wise?
5: Uh, I I've always said that Norwich should always go for the basic formation, four four two formation. If the four two three one formation doesn't work, then we have to go with the four four two formation because we need two strikers up front. But we've got a sergeant out injured until like January, and then we've got a. Uh, Ashley Barnes that's out for two months and Ashley Barnes is like a leader on the pitch
0: yeah so this can't be this can't be another 6-2 can it but you know what are your what are your hopes for this weekend what do you what, what do all the fans want to see because Whilst no one's turned on the manager yet, they would want to see a, a dramatic improvement, won't they, in certain key areas? What, what is it for you that, that you know when you get to the ninetieth minute this this Saturday, you will want to be walking away from that ground, seeing and and reflecting on that you didn't last
5: weekend? Uh, I think I think we, I think our midfield needs to improve because uh, when we seem to go at attack, none of the midfielders come back and. Uh, Defend, But our defence has been awful, the centre-backs, but not but not the right-backs, because uh, I think Jack Stacey at right-back has been superb for us, and I think he's my player of the season so far. OK. Right, we'll
0: come back to you, Luca, and get a prediction in a second. Let's go across um, to, to, to Adam. Um, evening, Adam, are you OK? Yeah, good, Mark, yeah. I'm good, thank you. You can't be looking forward to this one. It's a bit of a bogey ground, isn't it, Carrow Road?
6: Yeah, we don't have a good record there. but And, you know, you just know that Onal oh, no, Hernandez is going to score. So, bring it on.
0: Right. Let's talk about Birmingham's finishing then, because um, whilst there's been some great play and um, you've had some cracking results this season, um, is finishing games off starting to become a bit of a concern for you? For, you know, for example, you know, who is there that's going to score goals outside of uh, Jay Stansfield? There's no one at the minute. Uh, again uh, Friday night against
6: QPR golden chance falls to Scott Hogan and again he misses he's at the keeper unless Stansfield's playing number nine straight down the middle we just don't look like scoring
0: So what what are the solutions for that because it's not it can't just be on one player can it the midfield have got to do more Is are they sitting back too much in games and not putting the game onto opponents because I've watched a couple of Birmingham games, and you look really impressive in defence. You're not going to be conceding too many in games, but creating chances, threading balls through, it's just it's just either too slow or not happening, isn't it?
6: It's just the final third. I mean, we've got a good attacking options now in Dembele, Koji Miyashi and people like that that are creating chances, but it's just not seeming to drop at the right time at the minute unless it's dropping to Stansfield. Um, it just drops to Hogan. It, you can almost guarantee he's not going to score. Uh, Djokovic don't really do the same either. He's not a prolific goal scorer unless it's the ball's in the air with his head. Um, yeah, let's let's see what the formation is the weekend and the starting lineup, and we'll we'll see if we
0: can give it a good go. Yeah. But yeah, we look defensively. We do look solid. Um, we're looking good at the minute. So, what's the patience like with the current manager then? Um, I mean, I've read a couple of Wayne Rooney rumours. I don't know if you uh, you get you get on that particular train. Where 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 do you sit with the uh, with with where, where are general Blues fans' patience? <laughs> are the Rooney rumours true? Yeah.
6: When Eustace come in, you know we're, we've we've been, been he was dealt a bad set of cards wasn't he at the beginning? He he didn't have a a lot to do. He, we had no money um, this year. We've spent some money, we got some good players in. Um my only concern with him is his in-game management sometimes looks a little bit baffling. Um it's either there's plan A or there's no plan B. Um basically, you know, and against QPR Friday night, you could tell we played three games in six days, but you know, you started your best number nine and most prolific goal scorer out on the left wing all game. And it we just we just never looked like scoring all game. So yeah, Eustace, us, I think a couple of bad results recently, but, you know, got a couple of chances now to pick up some points and maybe ease that pressure off him.
0: Yeah, and this is a good time to play Norwich, or is it not? What? What's your Where do you psychologically sit with this? Because are they a wounded animal or are they there for the taking?
6: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. You listen, Plymouth are a good team, you know, that we beat them at home, but I don't think that was a true reflection of the game. They were probably the better team when we played them as well. Um, that was probably just a freak result. Um, and like I say, you know, O'Neill Hernandez, Blues fans know him very well. And uh, he scored against us last season, the winner at St. Andrews. I'm sure he'll be able to do the same again.
0: All right, let's go uh, Let's go for predictions. First of all, this is the reverse fixture of the last day of the season. So before we get your predictions for this game, Luca, predict for us, where do you think these two are going to be in the league when you travel to St. Andrews on the 4th of May? What is going to be riding on the game, if anything?
5: Uh, I've I rec- I said uh, the way- we finished thirteenth uh, last season in the championship and I thought it was a bit of an average season for us and I think it's going to be the same because uh, but I think we'll do slightly better so I think we'll probably finish ninth in the championship I personally think no one's very optimistic is- at all tonight let's what about Birmingham where are they going to be. Um-
0: Go on Luca, Luca first.
5: Oh sorry. I thought you were talking to no, sorry, me. About... you can comment on both. Let's let's get some arguments going. <laughs> uh, yeah. ah. I, I'd, probably, I'd probably say i i probably say uh fifteenth for Birmingham.
0: All right, ninth versus fifteenth will be the final day of the season, All right,
5: Adam
6: <laughs> same question to you. Uh the blues will finish around twelfth this season. Um and I reckon Norwich will probably just be ahead of us at probably around ten
0: all right classic mid-table battle on the last day of the season counts for nothing right? yeah nothing to play for <laughs> okay right all right then predictions for this game then Luca you can go first
5: no, uh, one 1-1. all right Adam
0: um uh, I was gonna say
7: one one but
0: I'll, I'll go two one blues I'd love to try and do it Finally, someone's willing to put their neck on the line. Right, thank you both for joining. We'll catch up with thank you, you. Uh, next week. Adam, you've got the Midlands Derby to talk about next week, West Brom and the Blues, so we'll look forward to chatting all Bring it on, bring it on. All things that. <laughs> uh, and we'll catch up with you, Luca, as well next week. Enjoy the game, both of you.
5: Thanks, uh, we'll you, Luca, well game, of you. Thanks.
8: thank you, Mark. Right,
0: see
5: cheers, you, Mark. cheers, Good Mark.
8: Good luck, see Adam. Yeah, cheers. Good luck, Luca.
5: Bye-bye.
0: Okay, it's Cardiff against Rotherham this weekend. Uh, we were unable to talk to our Rotherham fan this week. We'll be back next week, but we can talk to our uh, resident bluebird. Good evening, James. Good evening, Mark. How are we? I'm guessing uh, very happy. Uh,
9: mixed at the moment. I know it's going to seem funny, but uh, a bit mixed. That would be with the smash and grab last weekend against Sunderland. Um, well- but a bit frustrated last night. I know it was the cup but it was a good opportunity to uh, get through and or potentially and would have been Chelsea
0: away so you know you can't give everything, everyone, everything, can you? There'll be Cardiff fans jumping up and down, listening to this, going three straight wins. Cardiff never get three straight <laughs> wins. Be happy, man. No, I mean, yeah, smash and grab doesn't paint the picture there, does it? It was, it, it was soak it up, soak it up, soak it up, and then hit them, hit them for it. And it's it works. It's it's the style of football which does not easy on the eye, but my goodness, it's it's effective for you, isn't it? This year, uh, yeah. So it's not the football
9: we've. We have been playing under Arrow Bullets, but um, against teams like Sunderland, who I said, te- I think I said in my preview last week, I-, I expected them to dominate the ball. Um, arrow Bullets, when they were the game plan to sort of, you know, be resilient with the defence that happened, and we just took our chances in the end.
0: So luckily, we got the three points. Okay, so wh- wh- where where is the point then that you you start? Forgetting about relegation because, you know, I'm guessing most, most, half the teams in this league come in thinking, oh, you know, we want to get to the, you know, the magical point, Mark. Are you, are you confident now with what you've seen after the eight games that Cardiff are not going to be embroiled in the bottom of the table dogfight like they've, they've had to endure for, for many years?
9: Yeah. I, I think, um, from the, Games this season, I've seen enough in the performances to indicate that we won't be in a relegation fight this year. Um, we've sort sorted our biggest problem from last season: scoring goals. The defense is still a bit, you know, shaky, but we, you know, as at the moment, we're still one of the highest scorers in the division. Um, I've seen a stat earlier as well. Um, we're one of the teams that have scored in every game this season. So I I think we've shown enough now to um know that we're not gonna be in a relegation fight. And um, also as well, our embargo's up now in January. So it means that we can actually spend money on players again. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about the opposite end of the table then, because you you know, you're sitting, you know, in a nicely comfortable position. Obviously, there is that gap to the top and Yeah early indications are Leicester might just pull away from from the pack, but where do you realistically see then Cardiff, you know, entering the last game of the season against Rotherham away, um, where do you see um, your side?
9: Um, so I think realistic, uh, we can look towards about, you know, 11th to 14th, sort of mid-table, you know, season we might you know fade away now over the next couple of months. You know, injuries and stuff happen, but um, you know, potentially never know what could happen. You know, it's, I think with the um, with the playoffs, you'll always you know, obviously you will get the two that go up automatically, and then you'll get the one or two teams that are all definitely getting the playoffs. You know, they'll start to pull away sort of February March time, but always. Think that um, towards April time, you if you're within the top ten, you always got an outside chance to get in the playoffs. Um, I I look in last season now to get in the playoffs. I think it was like 18 wins and like 11 draws or something like that. Obviously, it's a long way away. A lot of stuff can change and happen, but you know you'll always get a team that you know, weren't supposed to make it in the playoffs and can do it.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the game this uh, this weekend then. Home against uh, Rotherham. You've got a fantastic home record against them. Um, seven home games are unbeaten, um, going back all the way to 2004, including a 5 0 uh, thrashing in, in 2017. Um, this should be a straightforward three points.
9: Uh, you'd like to think that's how it works, but we're talking about Cardiff here and we don't do things easily. I know we're three wins on about, but. Um with Cardiff, they do tend to struggle against the teams that come up to uh, or come to us and sort of like park the bus. Um Sheffield Wednesday did it and they uh, just about well, we just about managed to beat them in the 96th minute penalty, but that was that was a few games ago now. So I'm hoping that um, you know, a lot of things have changed now and we'll be able to actually take the game towards Rotherham and, you know, get us them early doors. Right. Predictions then? Um, I'm going to go for a 2 0 win to Cardiff.
0: <laughs> oh, everyone's really being very cages now. Okay, two-nil. All right, right. Enjoy the game. I know you'll be heading there. Um, yeah, see you next week for your fantastic reports. As always, very well received, and we'll catch <laughs> up next week and enjoy your midweek game as well. Who you got midweek? Uh, midweek, I think. Oh, we got Middlesbrough away. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so oh. another long journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy. I'm trying. Yeah, All right. Cheers, James. See you next week. Right. Bye. Nice one. Okay, seventeenth place, second this weekend, as Huddersfield battle the impressive Ipswich. Um, good evening, Callum or Resident Terrier. How are you? Yeah, evening, mate. How are, how are you? I'm, I'm... Um yeah, really good. Let's let's get into what on earth has been going on at your club over the last <laughs> over the last month or so. Um, so much to digest. Um, it's hard to know where to start. But first of all, let's deal with Coventry uh, on on Monday evening. Um, that was an impressive result and and a good performance in the second half. Um, what, what what did you make of it?
10: I think it, it's what it was one of them. Um, you know, we we came out in the first half and and we were really poor sort of indecisive, we we really struggled to string two or three passes together. And up against a team like Coventry, we did well to keep our backs to the wall up until half time. And then I don't know what Darren Moore said at half-time, but they, they came out and it was it was like watching a different team. We all the touches in the opposition half that we were lacking in, in the first 45 minutes we were we were getting. We were building like real attacking pressure and then obviously, the centre back steps up in the ninety fourth minute and prods it in, and um, I I go crazy in my living room.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, he's known for last minute uh, kind of equalisers and winners. Darren Moore's teams aren't they? So he gets them playing to the last whistle. Um, th- just let's jump back a bit then. Then so what what what's the feeling on on the terraces then towards what what was got on because. You know, I've got a few Huddersfield fans, and and even they are are mixed in their opinions. Some of them are supportive and say, "Well, it's the owner's decision; it's obviously what they want." Others are saying, "This is kamikaze, you know, daftness." What where do you where do you sit, and what's the what's the general feeling around the club?
10: I think everybody appreciates that the Neil Warnock returning was never a long term plan. That was never, you know, going to be like a three year contract looking long term. So everybody accepts that at some point you had to to move aside when the club found who they wanted to take the club forward on that long term basis. The the problem I have and a lot of fans have is the the timing of the way things came about. You know, it was it was very, very quick. It came out of absolutely nowhere. And then you had like Ronnie Jepsen and Neil Warnock effectively saying that They'd been forced out rather than being yeah. th- the plan being executed, and then being told that this was happening, and then they would step aside. Yeah. It seems as though this was sprung upon them just as much as it was the fans.
0: Yeah. So uh, Darren Moore is a replacement, and it's too early to, to perhaps you know, comment on just on, on one game, but just a general kind of switching from Warnock to Moore in terms of style and an approach to management. What, what's the fans' feelings on that? I think people in the main, uh,
10: well, it comes with the territory of being a Huddersfield fan of late, but you're you're sort of excited, but that feeling brings you worry (laughs) because we've had situations like this before and, and you start to get excited, get behind the new manager, and then you're 17 games down the track, he's won five games and you're staring relegation in the face again and you've got to get Neil Warnock back on the phone. and say please help so it's it's trepidation i think we're we're all just trying to figure out what he's going to play how he sets up his team what his expectations are and i think the man himself is trying to figure that out right now you know especially for the cardiff game he'd had one training session with the players um so now's a chance sort of this this gap between the monday to saturday is a chance to get on the training pitch with the players properly, spend some time really looking at them and, and hopefully it's given him a bit more of an insight into to who he's got at his disposal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm guessing the last team he would have wanted to face, though, would be a very in-form Ipswich side. Um, however, you are unbeaten in the last four, so this isn't just going to be a walk in the park for the Tractor boys, is it? It's not. I mean,
10: we are unbeaten in the last four, but... But what worries me is, looking at the team, there is a a distinct lack of goals. We don't have a defined goal scorer. We've got um, Delano Bergzog on loan from Mainz, but he's such an unconventional striker that you can't rely on him to to get in there and get consistent goals. You've got players like Kyle Hudlin, the, the giant, who on Monday night against Coventry, missed a fair few good headers. It did. You just think, how can you be, what, six foot nine and not get under a ball? <laughs> so I think that's a that's a hole that, that we need to plug. And and hopefully, um, Danny Ward's coming back to, to fitness and coming back into the fray. Yeah. You can,
0: can ask about him. The, what are the chances of him of being back?
10: <laughs> it seems at the minute that it's quite high that he'll be back. Um, be that as a sub or a starting player, we're not sure yet. Um, the press conference is tomorrow, so I'm assuming we'll find out an update on him then. But it, it again, he's not your 30 goal a season striker, but he is somebody that can play in that position, pop up when needed, and, and hopefully, you know, get in behind and maybe get one or, or get two.
0: Okay, so, um Obviously, this is the reverse of last date of the season when you travel to Ipswich. Um, what do you anticipate is going to be the league positions of both of those sides uh, heading into that game on the 4th of May? I mean, oh, I'd say both sides are, are now very
10: different animals to, to the two sides that walked out on that day. Um, you know, Ipswich are playing a bit... Um, a bit unconventional, you know. They, they they concede almost as many goals as they score at the minute. You know, the last game was four three against Blackburn, then they dumped Wolves out of the cup. So, you know, if if we get into a high scoring game on Saturday, I'm I'm just not sure that we'll have the firepower to to keep up. And and in terms of where they'll finish, I think if they can keep up this momentum and, and winning in the cup just builds momentum then there's no reason why they can't be up up in the top six okay. and for us I think we're still trying to sound our way out with with Darren Moore and you know he, he's not got a noticeable system just yet because he's only had one game yeah. and we don't know to the extent that he'll be backed in January to to help plug some of the holes in the team so to predict maybe pushing up up the table i don't know but i think i think we'd probably be able to sit fairly comfortably around where we are now and believe me i would snap your hand off for that
0: just before we go over to to ipswich uh, let's bring in coventry uh claudio um Let's um. Well, we've got uh, Callum with us here. Um, your thoughts. Do I have to hide, <laughs> <laughs> Claudia? I'm just going to bring you in here. We're not talking about Coventry's game just yet, but let's just uh, reflect if we can on another uh, <laughs> another last-minute uh, uh, letter let off for uh, for opposition. Just talk to us your view on that on on what happened in the second half of that game.
8: Well, oh, what happened in the second half was. Um... Huddersfield turned up and we didn't. Um, it was uh, a complete contrast to the first half. I, and our problem is we're not very good at defending uh, crosses. I think we've let in the most amount of goals from crosses. And uh, and that's what did us in the end. I mean, the, the change was um, uh, Karoma coming on. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And I thought Radonia was man of the match. I mean, they gave it to Liam Kelly. But that lad, I thought, did really well throughout the whole game. Um, Just disappointing because we had a free kick and I don't understand what happened there. Normally, a halfway line would have kicked it all the way back to Ben Wilson. He'd have messed around with it for a few seconds. (laughs) We would have got a warning from the referee, booted up the other end, the game would have been over. But for some reason, we decided to pump it up the pitch. I'm thinking we need we needed those three points, and uh, it was wasteful. Um, it was yeah, it was just, it's just disappointing that a really really poor second half. Yeah.
10: Um,
8: so and it was coming. That goal should have been scored ten fifteen minutes earlier. To be honest, um, yeah. you know. And it it's funny because I looked over to the Huddersfield fans, and I was saying to my son, I says it's a it's on Sky. No doubt on Saturday there'd been about a thousand more there. They brought down about, I think, 400 and fair play for those 400 who turned up on a Monday night. And uh, and I thought, how often do you see that happen where the, the away fans, you know, there's not a particularly great following on the night and they come away with a point or three points. And uh, I just thought it's just a typical city, really. But I, I said to you weeks ago, we are the draw specialists. You are? Yeah. I, I wish yeah, I could. I am not surprised. Do you like my uh, vintage shirts behind that's
0: me? Right, well, absolutely. Who can love that? We're, we're, uh, yeah.
8: I, try, I what's the oldest one you've got there? Uh, the Talbot one. That's the original one. Yeah. Well. So, uh, which I weren't allowed to wear on television because <laughs> obviously it's pretty obvious what it's advertising. Yes. Um, and then you've got the 88. Pummel, that's after we won the FA Cup. Looking good. We'll we'll chat yeah. more coventry stuff in a minute. Let's yeah, go back sure. to you,
0: Callum. Thanks, for that, Claudio. Um no worries. Okay, predictions end this weekend. It's Huddersfield against Ipswich. What are you going for?
10: Um in terms of predictions for this game, I think you might be hard pressed to find um a more difficult game to call because it's either gonna be one nil to us or four nil to Ipswich. <laughs>
0: Well, let's hope for an entertaining game anyway. Um, we are going to bring in Ian, our Ipswich fan, in a second. Uh, good evening, Ian. Can you hear us? Yeah. All right. Talk to us about Ipswich then very quickly, Ian, because um, footballing weekends don't get much better, I don't think, for chapter for for Boys last weekend. You you uh, saw a seven-goal thriller against Blackburn, and then as you're walking out the ground, we'll have heard the score from uh, from Plymouth. Um, I'm guessing footballing weekends haven't got much better than than last weekend.
11: Yeah, I was just looking for the sponsorship from Carlsberg, but I didn't see it. The, um, yeah, it was crazy because, as anybody knows, you get to these football grounds, as soon as you get over 15,000, you can't get a phone signal. So some person near us had a phone signal and he's like, oh, Norwich are losing 3-0. Then it, then it was 4-0. And I was like... I should be concentrating on the game in front of me, not concentrating on what Plymouth and Norwich are doing, but yeah, it was a, it was a cracking weekend. Um, yeah, re- really good weekend and a great game of Port road as well. Okay. Are Suit's going to get promoted? <sighs> Joe, uh, In your heart, you're always saying, oh yeah, we're going to get promoted, we're going to get promoted. And then you think, do I want to get promoted yet? Do you know, we need a, a couple of years to bed in. But right now, everything is lining up. You know, from beating Wolves in the Premiership, uh, so beating Wolves in the Premier League in a in a in a Carabao Cup game, having come back from two 0 down. Just the resolve is we, we don't seem to be running out of it. I mean, we we fielded ten substitutes on Tuesday night and got a result, and it didn't look like they were out of place. So I can't, I just can't see where we would drop enough points not to at least get in the top six. I mean, we haven't played Leicester yet. I mean, I think Leicester probably still pinned on to maybe win this whole thing. But until I see another team across the table start stringing those results together, it's hard to see us not being in contention. I mean, there's Sunderland have had a great turnaround in form from when we played at the start of the season. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be... Um, it's going to be interesting running up towards Christmas as, as injuries start to mount maybe and the cup campaigns start to kick in. I'm just glad we haven't got to worry about the trophy that we did last year because that's a competition you really don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. um, so Huddersfield at
0: the weekend and then an intriguing game with Preston uh, in in the midweek as well. So we'll probably learn a lot more about Ipswich's credentials, won't we, when we sit and chat chat next week. Um, one loss in 27 games that was only against against Leeds surely your manager is going to be top of the list for clubs even premier league clubs now within the sacking season um does that worry you at all
11: it, there is i I know in Leicester on the search for manager he was i think he was in the frame there and then there was people worried about he didn't have the pedigree he'd only had a year with a with a league 1 team I think they'd over, overlook the fact that he was the right-hand man, the assistant coach at Manchester United for three separate managers. Um, personally, unless unless Tottenham or Manchester United came along looking for him, I don't think we'd be losing him as a manager. He came into the club with a plan. The board have got a plan. The owners have got a plan. And it's all on the same sheet. And I think that, you know, he wants to get us promoted. I don't think he was the kind of man who would... Come January, when 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 a couple of Premiership teams are looking looking for new managers, so he'll he'll be he'll, he'll be, he will be he will be approached. absolutely guarantee that. But I think he's in it for the long run.
0: All right, give us your predictions then. Huddersfield Ipswich this weekend. What
11: are you going with? I'm going to go for a two nil uh, two nil away win for Ipswich. Oh. I mean, we have been letting in the odd goal here, but we seem to be doing better on the road with clean sheets. So I think we're going to. I think it'll be a two nil win. I think we're going to put Huddersfield to the sword. Yeah, we're still buoyed by Tuesday's result. We've got a game on Tuesday at home to Hull as well. So, yeah, there's no rest in between. And that's ready for what I would consider the first six-pointer of the season when we play Preston next weekend. Yeah, a big
0: game against Preston. Yeah. And I
11: bet 2-0 away win.
0: And I bet December the 16th against Norwich can't come soon enough, can it?
11: (laughs) Not, I've not even checked my diary.
0: I'm I sure. I <laughs>
11: Yeah,
0: I saw you. You play Norwich and you play Leicester, don't you? You're on Christmas period. So yeah, that's... I
11: mean the Christmas fixtures. When you look at the teams around us, you know there's going to be a lot of movement. Come by the time January first comes around, there'll be there'll be some gaps appearing between like fourth and fifth, and maybe even second second and third. Maybe I don't know. Well, it's uh,
0: Huddersfield on a good run, unbeaten in four, versus you, unbeaten, well, one one loss in 27. Something's got to give. Thank you both for joining us. We'll catch up next week. And, yeah, we'll know a lot more about both teams, won't we? Um, but thank you, Callum. Thank you, Ian. Cheers, man.
4: Good
0: luck to both. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, cool, man. Okay, Preston against West Brom this weekend. I'm delighted to be joined by our resident expert on all things baggies, Johnny. Good evening, Johnny. You good? Yeah, all good, thank you. All good. Yeah, good here, thank you. This is an intriguing game and one that um, would be—I'm sure—is pretty hard to call. Um, before we get into this one, talk us through the, the last weekend then against against Millwall. That the team was heavily rotated, um, but this, the result wasn't uh, wasn't exactly what you desired. Talk us through it. Uh, it was a pretty
12: simple one, really. You know that old cliche game of two halves. Um, Albion weren't fantastic in the first half. Got really got away with on. Um, Alex Palmer saving a penalty and then in the second half just sort of laid siege to uh, to Millwall's goal a little bit and hit the bar twice had you know got the ball in some fantastic areas and uh, as has been the case at certain periods this season haven't been able to, to to just stick the ball in the back of the net so good signs but um, yeah didn't probably get the points that the performance merited certainly the second half one anyway
0: yeah, sixteen attempts on goal, um, and 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 nothing in the back of the onion bag. Is this is this season or the start to the season turning into being what can only be described as uninspiring, or is there is there just that missing element of, of finishing finishing games off when they're there for the taking, or is is is, is, there, is there deeper problems than than just not being able to score? Mm.
12: Yeah, it's deeper tro- deeper problems in the in the club in terms of we've got no money basically and we haven't been able to reinforce to to probably get over the line and, and put the ball in the back of the net and yeah I think it is that it is that case you know we look back at it things have been the first three three game week hasn't it and you know we've drawn every game but we've had chances to win every game so it is that you know those, those fine margins but in the forward department we've got one fit centre forward at the moment um, who's not a, an out and out goal scorer. Um, which is probably the reason why we're sort of not being able to stick the ball in the back of the net at them crucial periods. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, for some, maybe uninspiring. But I think for sort of someone who's probably level-headed and, and realistic, you know, this is the first season we're not expecting to to get in the playoffs, um, or certainly the majority of fans are anyway. And you know, a run of three draws, you know, maybe last season or the season before, would have been seen as a disaster. I think this season, you know, in the in the cold light of the situation that Albion are in. It's not the worst week, and if we can go up and, and you know cause a little bit of a, an upset at Preston, given the start that they've had, it'll um, hopefully give us a good springboard to you know start finding the back of the net and start picking up some wins.
0: Right, and and wh- where is the sale of the club up to? Is is there any any news on that? Is it was it just still the the hope that it's gonna it's gonna happen at some point?
12: Yeah, hope. Every time we hear from the club, they're more um, optimistic. Um, there's from what we understand, there's a lot of. Positive discussions ongoing. Um, I think it was revealed um, earlier this week that the, I think the price tag is now been slashed by another fifteen million. So, you know, anyone out there with uh, with good money in their pocket can get all the West Brom for about thirty-five million pound now. Um, which, you know, considering the money that's slapped around in football, is is a bit of a snip to be perfectly honest. But uh, yeah. there are a lot of things that come with that debt off the field and stuff. But yeah, I think that's. I think fans are sort of worried about January and whether we're going to have to sell players if the owner doesn't change. So I think as much as it's frustrating that we're maybe not winning as many games as we, we probably should do, um, sort of one eye is on other
0: things. Okay. And, and just going to the Preston game then, so uh, Mowat starts central midfield, yeah? I mean, man of the match performance from from what I was, I've been reading and seeing anyway. Definite starter?
12: For me, he would start, yes. But I I, I worry that Cor Bram will revert back to the two that he's played in, in previous games just because they've done so well on the road um, in the games, I think. Aside from a bit of a shambles at Blackburn on the opening day, run beating away from home at the moment. Um, but I think he should start. He can certainly cause Preston problems. Um, and yeah, I think we'll probably see a side similar to that that's been starting in recent weeks. Um, I think the changes that were made last week were very much um, with sort of fitness in mind and giving players rest. So really okay. likes a John Swift, will come back in as well.
0: All right then, final one, give us a prediction then. Two founder members of the Football League go at it and you're playing the only unbeaten team in the league away from home. So, what's your prediction?
12: <laughs> yeah, I'm usually, I'm an optimistic West Brom fan. Um, there's not many of us around, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm backing us on Saturday because the away games we've had, you know, Bristol City, we've had great chances, should have had a penalty at the death. Um, Millwall, we should have won and, and, and Watford, arguably, we could have won. You know, I know they had chances <laughs> too, but I think we're going to take them this week. I think we're going to win 2-1. Uh, hopefully, anyway, more hope than expectation.
0: Right, we'll, we'll look forward hopefully to catching up with you next week because we've got to preview the uh, the uh, Midlands Derby next week, of course, um, which will be a it's always a tasty one, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, good luck against Preston and also the midweek game, and we'll hopefully catch you next week. Thanks, Johnny. No problem at all. See you OK, this weekend sees 18th playing 19th, so something's going to have to give. Um, good evening, Jawad and Claudio of QPR good and night. Coventry, respectively. How are we?
8: Good, thank you. Very well, thanks.
0: Excellent. Let's start with QPR then. So, um, Jawad, it's the first time we've had a chance to talk to a QPR fan, and I'm desperate to find out. OK, from your point <laughs> of view, as a representative of all the QPR fans, uh, Ainsworth, Go. Fan of, <laughs> no, not fan of.
13: Uh, I am. I am a fan of. Uh, I have to say, after the first game of the season, I think everybody had serious, serious doubts about whether he was the right, the right person. But there's been a definite shift since that opening game, and um, I would say we've not been outclassed in any of the fixtures so far we were unlucky at Southampton, unlucky at home to Ipswich, the red card against Sunderland. Um, And I think the the biggest criticism leveled against him was the style of play. And I do think when he came in, he obviously had Chris Martin in the squad. He had Linden Dyke. So the immediate thing was to play the style that he played at Wickham. And we stayed up, um, fortunately, really. Um, And then even against Watford, he tried to play the same way. And I think after after that game, he realised that He's going to have to change if if we're going to going to succeed. And yeah, I think I think he's won fans fans over in the last three or four weeks. I'd say.
0: So the, the the attritional style that we that we're used to. I mean, how how far are your games just that approach to football? Are we are we seeing more more? approach play are we seeing more thread passing where how far this is a traditional Gareth Ainsworth team but what he's molding here or is, he, or is he trying to do something different I think I think he is he is trying to um we've obviously got
13: Sinclair Armstrong up up front he's six foot four he's big he's strong so I think he does give us that that out ball if we need it um but there's definitely been progress since the end of last season and that first game. Um Ilias Chair's been involved more, I would say. Andre Dazel's pushed forward a bit as well and got on the ball more. I think possession stats were still maybe the second lowest in the league. Um so we're still happy for other teams to have have the ball, but there's been a huge huge improvement, I think.
0: Okay. Okay, and what do you know about Reggie Cannon? Because um, you've had a new signing this week, um, USA international. Um, what do we know about him?
13: Yeah, I have to say I've not seen him play. Um, don't really know too much about him, but it's an area that we were we were struggling in. Really, um, that kind of right wing back area. We've been playing Paul Paul Smith there, who really is a, is an attacking player. He's done an exceptional job, to be fair. But I think that's the one area where the reinforcements were needed. I think it'll probably be after the international break that he'll, that he'll play, Um, but again, yeah, I think in terms of being able to sign a, a free transfer in this window, I think the club have done well to, to sign him up really.
0: Brilliant. All right, let's cross over then to, to Coventry. Uh, Claudio, last year when this fixture was played in April, actually, it's not that long ago, Coventry went to, to Loftus Road and won 3-0 uh, quite comfortably. Um, I'm guessing um, it's not going to be the same scoreline this year.
8: No, we had Hamer and Jockery playing that day and they were causing havoc. Um I think it's going to be a draw. I'm only going to put it out there. <laughs> um, we uh, our problem is at the minute we can't defend crosses. I think I said earlier we've let in more goals from crosses than any other team in the championship. Uh, I think Ainsworth would probably be best to go to his old style because if you sling a few balls into the box, it are going to cause us problems because we're just uh, struggling. I mean, we've gone from uh, the best one of the best defensive records from last season to basically looking a bit unhinged at the back so um it's a bit of a problem and um yeah i think it's going to be very very different on saturday so
0: i mean is is this just a playoff hangover yeah. um or is this is is this something mentality i hate i hate swaps, you know mentality monsters expression but if you look at the whole game where you were leading and then draw it. If you look at, I think it was four three, wasn't it? You've had you've had you've had games in. You look at the the Huddersfield result. You just can't see things over the line. You, you should be comfortably mid table if not pressing for playoffs. Had it not been for the last ten minutes of games, what 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 is it with the mentality of this of your team at the moment that that you know going into the last ten minutes just seems to
8: collapse? Well, it's funny you said that hangover because I put that in one of our forums that I feel we're suffering from the playoff hangover. Um, Last season, there were six matches we won by a single goal. And in all of those games, something went in our favour, whether there was a sending off or we scored two last-minute goals, one against Sheffield United. Um, You know, a penalty against West Brom as well in the last minute. Um, And this season, the last 15 minutes of games, it's just sheer panic. And it's not like us. But we haven't really got somebody in the central midfield area that just controls things at the minute. Um, which is a bit of a problem because also our as a lot of our fan base can't understand why they knew Hamill was going. They had two weeks of the transfer market, um, the window left. And on the last day, we bring in Liam Kitchen, another centre-half, which we probably didn't need. And we spent £4 million on him. So we don't understand why we didn't strengthen the midfield. And, of course, we we got Ben Sheaf injured, Casey Palmer's injured, um, Calmer Hair's out and it's uh, we're struggling in that department. Okay. Let's, um, let, let's get some predictions then. First of
0: all, let's, let's predict where this is going to be on the 4th of May because on the 4th of May it's the last day of the season and Coventry will play QPR. Jarrod, where do you think the league positions of both teams are going to be when you head to Coventry uh, in May? Well, um, at the start of the season I think most QPR fans reading
13: the predictions and seeing how we were last season would have taken... 21st and just just staying up um but having seen the performances and the improvements um I think we're capable of being in that area from 15th to 12th maybe um what about Coventry Coventry from from our point of view from, from from my point of view they were the best side that we played played last season at QPR um hama was just a different class to anything I, I saw, um, and yeah, I'll be surprised if if they're where they are now. I would think they would come to be finishing the top top ten.
0: Claudio, okay. um, same question to you. Where do you see these two clubs when you uh, when you see Jared at uh, at your stadium in
8: Maine? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think um, I've got to go on the way that I'm. Games we've got in the last the last thirty matches, we've only lost four games, which is still a fantastic record with Mark Robbins. So you you kind of think he's got the Midas touch; he's going to turn it round. So if he gets it right and we turn it round, I think we will finish in the playoffs. I, but they've got to start doing it quick. You know, they need to turn it around quick because, as you know, with this championship, it can it can get really hard. If you can be in a hole, it's hard to dig yourself out of it. Um, I, th- I think qpr will do mid-table i really do because i think you know there's enough about them to definitely get up to mid-table without doubt and and of course if christmas time you're round about mid-table you've got a good chance to push on as well but uh, i'd like to think we'd still get in the top six okay <laughs> okay be positive
0: <laughs> you know, i love i love i love optimism i love optimism I
8: okay see, i see you're smiling you've got to win this week
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lose to Luton on Saturday, so let's not get too big about okay, it. Um, okay, you, beat, you
8: beat Villa, that's good for me.
0: Well, yeah. Um, okay, Joe this, this has got 1-1 one, one written all over it, hasn't it? Convince me otherwise. What's your score prediction for Saturday?
13: We've won one home game in 11 months and I heard Claudio say earlier, typical Coventry. I've got a friend who's a Coventry fan and he would say it'd be typical for Coventry to be the team that finally loses at QPR. Um, I think if we if we score first, I would I would fancy us to get a result. Uh if we concede first, then a draw's gonna be the best best that we can get. Um we have to turn our home form around. I'm gonna be bold. I'm never normally bold, I'm gonna go two one QPR win. Okay. Claudio.
8: Uh I'm I'm gonna go for a draw. The, the the problem we've got, we've not come, when we've gone behind, I can't remember the last time we won a game. So if QPR take the lead, the best we can hope for is a draw. If we take the lead, I fully expect QPR to nick one late on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for 1-1. Also, it's interesting. You've only won one game in the last 11 months at home, I right? Going back, this is our old I'm 1979. I went down to Loftus Road. QPR had already, were already relegated. It was about two games uh, at the end of the season. And uh, your last home win was in December. Uh, Ian Wallace scored first, we were in our chocolate kit Ian Wallace scored first, we lost 5-1 and Clive Allen scored a hat-trick at the age of 17 on his home debut It's amazing absolutely amazing and QPR got relegated with a a team full of, uh, I think it was Goddard was playing, Walsh was playing um, Don Shanks it was an incredible team, Clive Allen they still got relegated and Chelsea got relegated that season as well but uh, I'll take 5-1 yeah, so weekend one. I think I might, it's not going to be 5-1 by the way
0: <laughs> no just before my time <laughs> right well listen yeah. both enjoy the game uh, I can't predict it other than to say you know I think Coventry will be winning at half time and then it'll be 1-1 by full time something like that alright <laughs> right, enjoy the game folks thank you both for joining us see, you. You. Yeah. see you next week cheers guys thanks thank both thank you Okay, on to Bristol City against Stoke City, three pm uh, on Saturday. Um, let's talk to our experts for both teams. Good evening, Sam. Good evening, Liam. How are we? Yeah,
14: I'm fine.
0: You, just you? Name, yourself? yeah, we're all good. Let's crack on with this one. Um, this, uh, we've talked this evening so far about so many games, which hard to predict. This is another one. Um, Sam, we'll talk to you first um, as the home yep. team. You travelled all the way to Leicester. Um, talk us through that game because. Um, you were unfortunate, were you? Uh, well, we got beaten by better quality, to be fair. You know,
15: we, we hung in for dear life out there. Had a couple of chances, but uh,
0: that far day he went and scored a penalty, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, but, but, you know, without the penalty, you were, yes, they were absolutely batting you, afraid, you yes, know, yes, left and Yes, right, We but hung were... on for
15: dear life out there. But, you know, what no defeat away to possibly the champions this season. We'll
0: yeah. take that. Yeah, and, and and you know it's a slight blip, isn't it? Because before that, you've you've actually had some really good results. Yeah, um, yeah. What's, yeah. Get, what, what's sorry, been the sorry, difference? Get... Then? Sorry, what's been the difference um, then between Bristol City this year and, and and last year? What's what's Pearson done that's so good? I I just think that
15: he's got a squad that actually wants to play for him this season. You know, they want to fight for one another. Whereas before, we've had a few individual players. And,
0: but now we see a real togetherness there with the squad. Okay. What What about injuries? I mean, you've got you've got a few out. Um, does he change the team for this one? Because <laughs> you know Stoke Stoke aren't going to be battering you the same way Leicester's are. This is where you're going to take the game a bit. So what what needs to change? Well, you know, obviously a big loss
15: for us at the moment is Zach Viner. I think he's been a most improved player over the last eighteen months for us. Uh, there was rumour of an ACL, but they've announced today that it's only going to be a four-week injury. So that's fingers crossed. And, uh, but we've got Tommy Conway coming back in the next couple of weeks. And hopefully
0: will start banging in some goals for us. Okay. okay. And is this a good time to play Stoke, or do you think this is going to be a case of beware the wounded animal? Definitely.
15: Definitely. I think, you know, Stoke always come down and beat us down at Ashton Gate. And, you know that their run is a bit indifferent at the moment. So you know we're we're hoping to win, but it's the sort of game they come down and beat us three <laughs> 0 Let's
0: <laughs> let's get the Potter's view of that evening, Liam. Welcome to welcome to Terry's Talk. Um, hey. Where do, where do we start with Stoke? The enigma that is that is Stoke City. Because if you if you read all the threads before the season kicked off. This was going to be the year. This was gonna be all the new signings. There was so much optimism and positivity around the Bet 365.
14: What um, what's happened? Um, yeah, it did take it didn't take long for the positivity to go. Um started really well. Everyone was excited by the signings, you know. Alex Neal's telling us front foot football, you know, no fear, going out, doing he's gonna show us what he can do. And he's just turned instantly to Panic. He 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 sets his formations and his team out of the minute to defend against what the other teams could do, and that's not working. He signed players to play attacking football, I think, Um, and he's just he's just hit the panic button already. How how much
0: pressure is he under? Because there's only nine games, well, ninth game into the season. Um, Is it is it too early to 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 say off you go, mate? Or
14: It depends. It depends which Stoke fan you ask. I mean, there's some. There's quite a few Stoke fans who give him a free hit last season, saying they weren't his players. You know, Michael O'Neill's signings were a bit of a mixed bag. So let's see what he can do with his own players. And you ask others, and there is no free hit in football. No, no matter whose players they are. Um. I, I, it was a few grumblings this season about him, which seems to be slowly growing now. There seems to be more and more asking the question of what is what has improved since he's come, since Michael O'Neill left, and there's not a lot.
0: Yeah, the, the, the away form as well is, is worrying, isn't it? I mean, you, you play against a good side like Hull at home, and Hull are going to go to lots of teams this week and, and, and tear them apart. So take that result aside. The performances on the road just haven't been that good. Haven't been good enough, have they? Quite straightforward. No,
14: no we um, we we had Millwall Millwall away, and um, they absolutely battered us first off. We took the game to the second off, but we're already one down. Couldn't pull it back. Um, Ipswich <laughs> Ipswich were just something else. They, they absolutely battered us. To be honest, it was really comfortable. Um, and then Huddersfield just gone. In that game, we were the better team. By far, we played some really good stuff. But we can't defend set pieces and we can't hold on to a lead. Um, and we've still developed a trait as well now of conceding quick goals together. Hull, two goals in a minute. We played Bournemouth last night, two goals in three minutes. Yeah, um, yeah He's he, he signed players to play a four-three-three pretty much. And he's reverted instantly to a five at the back. Daniel Johnson's playing left wing back which is just insane.
0: So let, let's talk players coming in, because you've you've got some doubts, haven't you, over Campbell and, um, and Berger, I think, this, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben Pearson, midfield, where, where do you stand on those those three players in particular?
14: So I personally like Tyrese Campbell. He's um, he's either loved or hated, really, by Stoke fans. I think he's our most dangerous player when he's on it. He hasn't been out this season, though, in all honesty. Um Walter Berger, when he played his first game at home against Rotherham, I thought, this guy is utter class. He's struggled in the league since, in all honesty. The pace of the game has really caught up with him, I think. But I think he will, in time, he will be a good player. Ben Pearson's Ben Pearson, you know. <laughs> he's, been, he's already been banned, five yellow cards. He got one last night. But for retaining the ball, if you want to retain the ball, he's ideal. Yeah, the ball comes out from the box. He picks it up. He plays it out. But he just silly yellow cards, needless all the time.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a no nonsense footballer, isn't he? That's just you know without a doubt. Yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, Liam. Let's let's cast our eye then to, to Ashton Gate on on Saturday. Sam first. Um, you you will go to Stoke on the last day of the season. Just crystal ball gaze for me a second. Where <laughs> what league positions are both Stoke and uh, your team going to be in heading heading to the, Heading to the uh, the Midlands, the Staffordshire on that in the fourth of May. Hopefully, with us a great improvement on this,
15: like the last few seasons, we've we'll been a top ten. Okay, and Stoke,
0: and Stoke just behind us. Okay. <laughs> I think Stoke fans would take eleventh place right now, wouldn't they? Yeah. Guess, oh, yeah. especially at the moment. <laughs>
14: yeah, yeah, without a doubt.
0: All right, okay. Um Liam, same question to you then. Where where are these teams going to be placed going into that game in May?
14: I think um Bristol City, I could see top ten. I think it'd be I think it'd be a decent finish with the strength of the league this year. This I think this season's a really difficult season in the championship. There's a lot of big teams in there. Um so yeah, I think they could sneak in that top ten. Great. Um St- Stoke, sixteenth. That's where we finish. <laughs> sixteenth, that is it. That's the name is on 16th for the rest of the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, the the two sleeping giants of football, these clubs for me aren't they? I mean, but we'd love to see Bristol City in the in the Premier League, and I think you know, the, I think the Premier League misses Stoke. Um, I, you know, it, it's it's. A fantastic, fantastic ground. Not on a windy, windy, windy Tuesday evening. Having been an Everton fan, I mean, the coldest, coldest I've ever been at a stadium. Uh, that one. But I think, I think these two clubs are, can do so much, There's so much potential, haven't they? Um, and will, will certainly be an interesting game on Saturday. Let's get predictions then, Sam. Optimistic prediction. Okay. I'm going two one um, Brussels City. Hey, there we go. Love that, Liam.
14: <laughs> I'm going one one.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, enjoy the game. I'm not going to be able to call this one. I'll look forward to chatting to you both next week when we uh, when we review and preview the next one. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. And
8: yeah, look, yep. cheers, <laughs> and take care. care. Bye, mate.
0: Okay, Watford against Middleborough this weekend. Uh, good evening, Aaron. Good evening, Chris. Hello, okay. Good, thank you. Let's start, with, uh, let's start with the, let's start with the mighty Watford then. Um, Up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, Just when you think a corner's been turned, um, the door slums shut in the face. Um, Leeds were just very good last week, weren't they, Aaron? Absolutely, yeah. There
7: was, from minute one, you knew who was winning that football match. I mean, we just had no answers to them. They were brilliant and I had no complaints with them winning that game i think we were really really lucky to go into half time uh
0: where we were can you take any positives from from a result like that and a performance like that i mean that's clearly you know as 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 the watford forwards were saying one of the worst performances of this year but um it is Leeds
7: <laughs> yeah yeah no and and i think that is the positives yeah do you know what? we didn't turn up at all but i don't think we really expected to get much out of that anyway so I, I I think I think it's it should be hopefully a learning curve of how to approach those sort of teams next time because um I don't know if you saw we, we actually made three changes at halftime um because it was going that wrong and do you know what for the most part we actually looked better in the second half but in the second half we we go and concede all those goals so yeah. I, I think there, there was no stopping these that day but. Um, it was nice to see Valerian and sort of be proactive and try and change it, which looked like it was working until we unfortunately conceded. Okay,
0: so um, at home you've only lost one at home against Blatterburn. so it's a different proposition, isn't it? When when you're at Vicarage Road, um, what needs to be different though in terms of starting uh, starting positions and, and tactics against Middlesbrough this weekend? Mm-hmm.
7: It's it's a weird one because I don't really know how to perceive it. Last year, when I watched them, they they were immense. I mean, and I think they were sort of followed the same pattern. They had a slow start again, and um, when I did my predictions, at the start of the season, I had them for a second. I I thought they'll collect the rocks, flying straight where they left off, and and they'll probably go up. But um, it's typical Watford that we have to play them after they get their first win. <laughs> um, so. Um, no, I, I'm I'm not sure. I think we obviously normally like to have a lot of the ball. Um, I don't think we're going to get a lot of the ball like we didn't at Leeds. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Valerian really changes. I could see we might even change shape if we did in the second half against Leeds, uh, go to a back three.
0: We were, at, we're at the stage, Aaron, of the season where managers in the next couple of weeks are going to start losing their jobs. Um, usually it's your manager at this stage of the season that loses theirs um, from 1 to 10 how much confidence do the Watford faithful have in your current manager I,
7: I would say out of 10 8 I think pretty much everyone I speak to is fully behind Valery and in fact I think actually this time the border in um I don't know if you saw they were actually uh, in talks to giving him an extended deal already so yeah. I mean like us fans they, they clearly like what they're seeing too I think we always accepted as a fan base at the start of this season that it was going to be a transition period, that this season we're probably not going to go and challenge near the top of the table. It's about sort of having a base to push from next season, getting out the squad and uh, trying to instill a proper style of play that we can carry over into future seasons. We haven't had that consistency with the changing of managers. We've been trying to play one way, the manager gets sacked, they come in with the same group of players and try and tell them to play a different way. It doesn't work. So I think it's now about trying to get this manager who we believe in his own squad, and maybe it takes two, three seasons, but I'm um, ho- hopefully that's what will get us up. And I think if that does get us
0: up, we'll be in a better position for it. Right, cheers, and we'll come back to you in a minute for predictions. Let's go over to, to let's go up the uh, let's go up north and check on check on Chris. Who um, when we spoke to you last week, Chris, you were without a win and um, looking looking pretty glum. But uh, what a difference seven days in football makes, eh?
16: Oh, I'm absolutely buzzing. Um, with my prediction last week, I was right. I was just the wrong team. I did say that we were going to concede first. I was right. Um, I said we would equalise. I was right. Um, but the fact that we actually got three points, especially against Southampton as well, I, I was mesmerised, to be honest. I couldn't believe my eyes. But that's that. where I like. We always start off absolutely shocking. Um, but come, you know, say seven, eight games of the season, of something we start to pick up. Um, yeah, albeit it was a different manager last season, but I'm yeah, I'm absolutely over the moon. Um, and, you know, a nice little win at Bradford as well uh, on Tuesday night. So um, fi- finally, I can finally see a little bit of hope for <laughs> fans. Um I'm, I'm really excited for Saturday. I'll be, because of the train strikes, I have to, um, me and my mate were driving on the on about, from about eight o'clock, so I'm looking
0: forward to it. Yeah, I, I love that your prize for beating Bradford is a nice midweek trip to Exeter. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
16: well, we've got we've got Plymouth on the Saturday uh, after the after extra on the Tuesday, so it looks like I'm going to be staying in Cornwall for a week. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, make a nice corn, Cornwall Cornwall right? Um Okay, so what what was the difference in that game then? Okay, yes, Southampton. You probably caught them at a good time, but what what were the tactical differences? What were the what was the overall um, feeling of that game where you have which you haven't had before?
16: Yeah, absolutely. You asked um, quite an interesting question about Corbin last week, and is he going to be the, as a you know as an important member of the squad? And he was absolutely fantastic against uh, Southampton. Um, you know, I feel like since he's come back from his loan spell, he's grew about six more inches. He's an absolute unit. He so all, um, but I think the the first half we just weren't confident, especially with Ryan McGree's master. Why he's my favorite player. And um, he was cutting inside. He was getting a couple of chances, but he just he just wasn't going for it in the final third. He was like passing backwards, and I was like, "This isn't the McGreehan." he normally goes for a shot. We equalised, comes second half. half. Um, is it? Did he, I'm trying to think when he scored. Or is it was even the first half. I don't know when he scored. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was a few madries down, <laughs> but um, no, um, I, I was over the moon. I think the main thing that changed um, was. <sighs> I don't even know where it came from. I think when we equalized, I think we just it was just the pressure. The fact that we cannot afford to lose another game. We're at home. We have to you know pull this out of the bag. And I'm still shocked. I thought we were gonna get beaten comfortably, but that's football for you and yeah,
0: I couldn't be happier. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's look at these two clubs then going forward into this this Saturday. Aaron, at the end of the season on the last day of the season, you will probably be travelling up to the riverside um for the last the last game um where do you crystal ball gaze both clubs will be in the league as you head into that ground before that game kicks off
7: yeah so like i said i think this season's a transition season for us and at the start of the season i was 13. i would still have a us on that point i don't think we'll quite push the playoffs i don't think we'll go down i think we'll sit in that sort of comfortable space from like 12 all the way down to like 16th and yeah we'll just see how it goes but uh, like I said I had them second and the poor start I think some people write them off but no I, I think they'll still be up in at least playoffs I, I could maybe because of the start they might not break the automatics now but I I think they'll still finish like 5th, 6th or I mean maybe if they don't get started soon they might just miss out but I think they'll be up there
0: Okay Chris Aaron sees you at the top of the league at the end of the season. What about you? Um my see my heart says oh I my next
16: one. Not from laughing, not from not from since last season. Um Honestly, I think we might just scrape playoffs. I think we might get sixth six or fifth. Um I'm very hopeful we can. I think our start of the season was was just as bad last year, but now we got Carrick for a full season. I'm really positive. I mean, I wasn't positive last week, but well, that's borough for you. it's, it's being a borough fan is such a roller coaster of emotions. Okay. It's oh. just yeah, it's just his backing. he wasn't fully backed in the summer, but we've made a good couple of signings. Obviously, we've got Kevin Scott, our director of football. Um, you know, he when he was at Norwich, he found the likes of Brian Deere and Timu Puggy. So hopefully in January you can get some service signings
0: in. Okay. Where do you see Watford finishing?
16: Wofford, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised you say that. I'm in 16 When I when I think of Wofford, I always see them much higher. At least at least playoffs. Um, Wofford, it's a funny one because, like you said, they're very up and down, up and down. You never know what's from Wofford. But I think I think you'll get top half. I think you'll just miss out on playoffs. But I think you'll get a good run. Um, in 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 my whole honesty, I mean I, I've. I don't really have any hatred towards them. <laughs> I'm quite neutral towards them, so um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be media. But no, nah, I, I, I think you'll get top half. I think you could square playoffs, but that's the championship. Look at you know, if a few, a few teams where the, the start shot the start of the season, are you know basic, and then they pull it out of the back and you know, um, do much better. So I'd, I'd say about eight. Personally, a okay.
0: We've Okay, we got we'll play that back yeah. to you both on, uh, on on May the 2nd and must we'll we preview the last year of season, see how far you're on. Right, um, final <laughs> bit then. Um, Watford against Middlesbrough, Vicarage Road on Saturday. Aaron, score prediction, please? I'm going to go for a one-all draw. <laughs> and Chris, let's see how far you're up to some of his stretching...
16: We one, Borough. Why not? Oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> <That> <laughs> might
0: kills, yeah. to, it might come back to buy you next week. Okay, we'll see on that one. Um, right, thank you both. We'll see you, Chris, next week and preview the Taintees Derby because uh, it's Sunderland next weekend, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, That'll be quite tasty. And Aaron, we will uh, wish you well as always, and see you uh, see you next week. And hopefully, we get some uh, r- good run of results for Watford. And um, we've we seem to every week have a smile and then a not <laughs> and then a glum face. Well, yeah,
7: yeah. You talk about the borough roller coaster. We're literally a roller coaster at the minute. We can't string a two wins together to save our lives.
16: Yeah. No, I
0: might see you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Good luck to you both. Thank you very much for joining us. See you next week. Cheers, guys. Yes. Mark. Okay, enough of this mid-table chat. Let's talk about some champions. For the first time, the championship this weekend is going to pit two ex-Premier League winners against each other, Blackburn against Leicester, uh, which is quite a crazy sentence, I am, to say, isn't it? That we've got two former Premier League winners facing off in the second tier. How are you? Um, I'm guessing you're pretty happy. Oh, I mean, top of the league. Who says no to that? (laughs) <laughs> you know, happy days. Um I, there are lots of other fans of other teams that say Leicester are gonna walk this. Um it's just Leicester's league to lose. This is gonna be another Burnley from last year, it's gonna be well over hundred points. Um, is there anything you've seen in this Leicester team which suggests anything other than this is just gonna be a cakewalk? See, the only problem is with Leicester City right now is the
17: injuries. We 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 somehow always end up getting injuries between January and Feb which which is like the most important part of the league of of the league um I mean we've we've also seen it start with Callum Doyle with doing his knee they haven't confirmed the duration of the injury yet but I do believe that we have enough depth to walk through this league I mean I'm I'm just a lesser fan being optimistic (laughs) right now but yeah let's
0: see how it goes yeah, I mean, you actually battered Bristol City last weekend, and and against other teams, so you 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 know you 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 aren't free scoring, you you know you you aren't you know putting in the fours or five nils, but you are comfortably winning games and seeing them out, aren't you? What um what's impressed you so the, so so far this season, obviously under new management uh, and new players bringing in, new players being bought in. Sorry, what's impressed you?
17: I think what impressed me the most is the transition from the dead Rogers ball to this high confidence play from the back football that we play under Enzo, as well as we've seen some new players take in a new role. I mean, indeed he now is playing as a creative midfielder. He's always up next, uh, next, to the bo- next to the box, going into the box. We've also seen Ricardo Pereira. He's been playing that sort of CDM holding midfielder role uh, when we're in position. So, I mean, yeah, considering what we've went through last season, this is a massive transition for us. The confidence that the players show, and I think one of the biggest things as well is the mentality. Uh, there have been times of the season where we uh, conceded first, and last season uh, we would have just lost that game straight away, but we have been able to come back in those games.
0: And then... Um... 21 points out of Apostle 24. Only whole so far have managed managed to stop you. Um, what level of concern do you have going to Ewood Park against a Blackburn side that, you know, they are pretty horrendous at defending, but by goodness they can score a good deal as well. What what are your thoughts going into this game? I th- I think, see, although they can score, we can defend. <laughs> we've got the
17: best we've got the best defense in the league. And when you look at our away record and how we play away. We tend to just give the ball to the opposition, and then we just defend it. We usually just defend the whole ninety minutes. I mean, we've seen it work against Norwich. We've seen it against Southampton, although we did concede a goal. But yeah, I do see us, you know, being able to stop them. Well, again, the more you win, the closer the chance of you losing
0: comes. And who's the best side you played against this 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 year? Then has it has it been Hull, or have you been have you been notably impressed by others? I, I think against Hull we were just unlucky. Uh, we were the best, we were far
17: the better side. We had more chances than all. I think the most difficult game for us was probably Coventry at home. I was impressed by how they were playing. Uh, I I think we also got a bit lucky. Yeah. We 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 could have conceded a lot more. We could have conceded, but you know, we came back. That mentality, that the football <laughs> that we were playing has helped.
0: But, you know, so far, so good. So far, so good. good. It's nice to talk to happy fans on this, terrorist Talk. We we talk, talk a lot to people who aren't, who aren't too happy with their teams and managers. All right, then, Blackburn-Leicester this weekend at Am AM. How's it going to go? Score prediction?
17: I think we can win a 2-0. Oh, amazing. <laughs> okay. Close it off in the defence and just score two goals on a counter and then
0: finish it off right we will we'll check it back in with you next week and see if you are right thanks for joining us I, um, all enjoy right, the game alright you nice. too bye bye okay and we have two relegated teams playing this weekend and Southampton against Leeds good evening Ben how are you mate you alright I'm good I'm guessing not as good as you uh six games now are unbeaten and playing really really well talk us through the uh Talk us to the demolition of Watford, if you could.
18: You just said it in there, didn't you? Demolition. <laughs> was, from minute one, it was just unbelievable. You remember what I said last week about Perot and Rooter being the wrong way around? How wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, don't question it. It is what it is. Absolute masterclass from Router. Toured with them from minute one. Yep. Beautiful.
0: So there is this gap. Um at the top of the league from Leicester, Ipswich and Preston, this five point gap, and then, then there's the chasing there's the chasing pack. Um how much does it concern you then that from what we've seen of Leicester so far, um that you have got some groundwork to do and games like this against Southampton mm-hmm. are potentially tricky. Is this a case of Leeds can't afford any more slip ups now given the start Leicester have had, or does it not bother you?
18: No, because the way I see it, we're just getting better and better. Game on, game on. It is just improvement all the time. I mean, just, like I said, from minute one last week, we were just unbelievable. I and mean, that was after a two-week international break. I know, yes, there was the whole thing, but we'll forget about that. Dubious red cards and everything. We're <laughs> just exciting to watch. There's no team in the league who attacks like us, I don't think. And it's just, least yeah. team who least team who keeps four clean sheets in a row that doesn't happen <laughs> it doesn't happen I can't remember the last time we kept one clean sheet never mind four in a row you
0: know <laughs> and with that it's exciting football to watch as well um you you you' you're playing it down aren't you it's it's not it's not hitting it's not it's not hoofball it's there's some really attractive carpet football being played at Ellen road
18: hundred percent it's just really really it, tell you what, it reminds me a little bit of the Bielsa days. Apart from it's not so much back and forth now; it yeah. just seems to be one way. I mean, look at the game at the weekend. Watford had what? Well, their only shot on target was in the ninety-third minute. That's not a Leeds team. We normally lose chances, but now I don't know. He's he's done something, and we're we're tightening up, and we just seem to be. Yes, yeah, so it's, he's it's working.
0: So take the team then to, to Southampton uh, for the early kickoff on on, on uh Saturday. Um no t- no team changes needed. Have we got injuries? Uh none toes out
18: again. Um but just bring Anthony on. That's fine. It, it's our our attacking line is so scary at the minute. It's unbelievable as you can tell by my my, my smile, it's unbelievable. It's um so that's the only one that I know of is Lonto is out, definitely. Could be a few weeks. Obviously Jed Spence, but he's only played eight minutes. Um Shackleton, you'll he'll, he'll play wherever you want him to play. You're playing goal blessing. <laughs> uh I it's probably the first time in a long time where I'm going into games and I can't see anything other than
0: a win. Yeah, and this is a good time to play Southampton. <laughs> Yeah, hundred
18: percent. It, it's a complete flip reversal of two teams who's come down, and it's one who's come down, lost players, and are struggling, and it's one another team who's come down, lost players, regrouped, but a lot of the core is still there. Like your leaders, I know. I know. Last week I said Cooper shouldn't be there, but in the dressing room, you probably should be. Um yeah, team spirit.
0: Everything is looking. It's looking good right now a Leeds fan who doesn't moan about anything it's just it's a, it's, a nice thing to, it's a nice thing to is there anything you're unhappy about oh, there's always the referees <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started <laughs> right. right score prediction then uh southampton Leeds. normally i'd go for like a, a cheeky 3-1 but
18: i can't see southampton scoring against us so i'll say i'll say 2-0 right 2-0 Leeds.
0: We'll get our money on it. Cheers, Ben. We will catch you next week. Thank you very much for listening and downloading our podcast this week. We have some fantastic games in prospect. We look forward to seeing you next weekend, where we have got Birmingham, West Brom, Sunderland, and Middlesbrough, and the big one, Ipswich against Preston. Look forward to chatting and seeing you there. Good luck to all our teams this weekend, and we'll see you next week.